Hey, no competition. Hey, no competition. Hey, no competition. Hey, no competition. What's up, everybody? This is the No Comp Podcast, Sports and Health Wellness Podcast, or Health and Sports, Health Wellness and Sports, whichever one comes first. You know, I always say that because it doesn't matter. I make sure that we get you the information for both either way. So, um, tonight we're going to be discussing some more, a little bit more NFL free agency news, uh, a little bit more about, uh, some players, uh, some trades that were made, uh, some trades I already spoke on, but just to go a little bit in depth about some things I spoke on a little while ago, but you know, we're going to be talking about some, uh, individual, uh, moves, maybe some team moves also, uh, also my, my, health wellness segment at the end of uh each episode i do uh also this is your host uh terrence Tennant, aka big t uh, i am the creator and founder of no competition no competitors the brand uh and this is the podcast and we're gonna go ahead and jump into our first discussion tonight which is the dehydre DeAndre Hopkins uh, trade uh, well pretty much well it was a trade but seems more to everyone who you know watches sports or on the sports aspect of it seems more like a release more to me it was definitely a trade called, it's considered a trade in the business aspect of it but it seems more as if uh, some things was going on and it was more of a situation to where they was getting rid of DeAndre rather than uh, a smart business move and the reason why I say that because till this day since that big trade has happened I still feel that the Texans have not filled that void and I feel that they've been trying to do so and trying to pull the wool over the over I would guess their fans eyes with the pieces and and all this they keep trying to add but you know I'm the type of guy I like quality over quantity so you know and that's a that's that's a thing from the from a business side but you know a lot of people if you don't understand that uh statement it just comes to it's trying to say that you know i prefer the deandre hopkins over the multiple receivers you trying to show me or trying to place back uh on the team you know saying to fill that void and I don't think they they did a pretty good job at trying to fill that void. Uh, I'm just clarify what I'm speaking on a little bit more. Okay, let's just let's just go into it like this. Hopkins, uh, and I'm just talking regular season stats for 2019. When I talk about stats on uh, tonight, I'm gonna be talking mostly about 2019 stats. Uh, most likely, any stats I discuss, I'll be talking about. 2019 stats at least right now um well up till unless i announce so differently it'll be mostly 2019 but uh hopkins last year tied and now this in the league tied for number three with keenan allen you know in in receptions last year and that's 104 receptions with 1165 uh yards uh 
that's averaging 11 yards per catch. So, you know what I'm saying? that And that's the production you was getting. Also, let's not forget the fact that, you know, when when not just Deshaun Watson, but in the past with the Texans, just like uh, DeAndre Hopkins said, uh, mentioned in a uh, a comment he made in one of his social medias not too long ago, stating the fact that, hey, he did it with Brock Osweiler, meaning that he was able to get a 1,000 with Brock Osweiler, and that's a true fact. And because he stated that fact, uh, that's a lot of the reasons why I wanted to do the segment tonight so far as this subject. But uh, just to go over what he was stating and that just meaning, you know, he made he he was able to reach that thousand yard mark even with bad bad quarterback play behind him and he was still able to do it. So, you know, I just wanna mention the the people that, that replaced him so far on the Texans and and like I said, I still don't feel that they replaced that void for him. So at the moment I feel like Texans are doing a lot of scrambling really to try to uh replace what they lost. Uh and I would have said at least if you was gonna try to get rid of a premier receiver, uh the chances of getting somebody equal to his value at receiver was gonna be hard unless you got another big time name, especially the type of receiver you you pretty much let go. But it was gonna be hard to get anybody in that caliber with the name at least. But I would say at least if you couldn't get him then, you know, you had opportunity to get some big time running backs out here, Texans, you know, and I see that no moves, extra moves was made so far as that aspect neither. But we just go at the on on this uh subject we gonna pretty much try to discuss more about what they replaced him with. And uh they tried to get the like I was and the reason I mentioned quantity uh and quality is okay yeah they went and added Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks that's true but let's go back to that fact that I mentioned a second ago DeAndre Hopkins was number three in the league during the regular season last year with uh 1165 yards 104 receptions now the two people that you replaced them with is Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks. Cobb, number 56, receiver in 2019. Wasn't much of a big option in Dallas. Uh, and you can't say that the opportunity wasn't there. That's the uh, thing about that. So you can't say that he didn't have opportunity because Dallas was looking for that that veteran receiver who can come out, help them out, uh, create that open space opportunity for uh, a smaller receiver to get up in there and, you know, open that field up for Dak and help him out on that veteran aspect also. So it's not like he didn't have the opportunity to become that star player. Also, you had a chance to be in Dallas, create something in Dallas, uh, possibly continue out a, a career in Dallas if you could have at least, you know, made something positive happen. But, you know... uh Nothing much came from that in his uh, his Dallas tenure. Uh, not too many yards. He was more of like a, a third option in Dallas. Uh, it was even some games he didn't even play. So, 
Uh, you know, a lot of at the time, a lot of Amari Cooper was really supposed to be the guy for Dallas, but then in times where he went down, you know, uh, other receivers, some of the younger guys for Dallas stepped up. So, you know, uh, that, and that really, and that really hurt Cobb's opportunity in Dallas because a lot of the guys that started stepping up was pretty much guys that was in that same place he was in anyway. Uh, but just outside of that, not really a, a, a thousand yard guy. You know, he had one time where he had a thousand yard that was in that 2014 year. And we're talking about a guy who spent majority of his career with with star um, quarterbacks. So not too much of an excuse he can give right there. Um, so that's the thing right there with uh, him. But just, you know, outside of that one year in 2014, not too many years outside of that where he's had over a 1,000 yards. And uh, that was just a big issue for me. Uh, you're not really getting anything back so far as Cobb and equal value with uh, strength, speed, agility, hands at that. Uh, so that that half of that trade right there wasn't, wasn't pretty much a good idea for me. Uh, and then at the fact that, you know, they try to hurry and give them a deal. And then it, the, the sad part is that they made it a three-year deal. Well, I think I may be mistaken. I think Kyle was a, no, yeah, Kyle was a three-year deal for $27 million. That included $18 million to be fully uh, guaranteed. So, you know, that, and to me, they didn't really get their value worth with Cobb. Uh, let's see what the other half they had. They added recently, not too long ago, Brandon Cooks uh, from the Rams. Uh, and I just want to mention that, you know, although Brandon Cooks was more of a number one option for the Rams, I still feel that he still, you know, isn't really giving them equal value with uh, that trade. So, uh, and we're just going to speak on that also. Now, Brandon Cooks. Uh, number 92. So he was a little bit further down the chart than uh, Cobbs was, although he's seen as more of a a first option guy at receiver. He still, to me, you know, still isn't isn't that guy. Now he's had several seasons with a thousand yards. Because he is seen as a number one receiver, so he's had the opportunity to have those balls thrown to him. So, you know, he he's he's had and, and given that point, I can say so far stat wise, he matches up to what you know DeAndre was able to afford. But that was considering if he's going to be with Drew Brees or somebody that's like that because. You got to remember, he just left a quarterback who was number five in the league, I believe so, in passing. Uh, and Jared Goff, who I'll be, I'll be discussing their team a little bit more. But just think about this. He was supposed to be the number one in, in L.A. But as more of their players started to come up, you know, then he became a receiver more placed on the back burner. You know, they had some guys starting to come up so far, like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. So, uh, but like I was saying, I'd probably discuss a little bit more about those guys 
in a second because they are the team that I would be discussing so far as this trade period. But, you know, he, he pretty much fell back so far as when it came to those guys started to excel. So, um, and last year, actually, he didn't make that thousand yard mark. So, uh, I would only say that maybe his his production would start to go down from that point. And I would just wonder, you know, just give a full look at the Texans wide receiver depth chart right now. And you got Will Fuller, who's pretty much been questionable since the past since he's gotten there. Hasn't played a full season since he's been there. Hasn't reached a thousand yard mark. I think the most receiving yards he's had was 670 and that was in the 2019 season and I believe he had uh, up to 640 his first season so uh, those two seasons all the two seasons really where he he really did great but he still wasn't able to play those full seasons so still had issues with making it through the season uh Kenny Steele's Kenny Steele's not really a guy that who you would who you would really want to put put all your eggs in one basket. So uh, I would say that's another guy who I I would be a little iffy about. So you know, just Kenny Stills, uh, and you naming a lot of guys who other outside of Will Fuller, who's who's. Not even breaking the six foot mark, so you know you got a lot of key 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 QT. I'm just naming some a lot of guys they did use last year. Uh, Carter, DeAndre Carter, uh, Stephen Smith Jr., Isaiah Whitney, who who had some issues with injuries last year. Chad Henson. Uh, so just just giving this receiving call, like I was saying, and that's why I mentioned the fact uh, quantity over quality. Because, you know, they they placed, they got a lot of faces out there now for the quarterback. But, you know, it's, it's, it's different when you got somebody you can depend on and who you trust out there, especially when you're a quarterback, because that makes a lot of difference. But then again, nothing special going on at running back. You know, David Johnson's still there, Duke Johnson. I'm trying to figure out will David Johnson be the star running back, or uh, will, will Duke Johnson be the star running back? Uh, Buddy Howell at third string running back right now, but like I was saying, running back you still have nothing jumping out there. So, uh, in my opinion, maybe uh, whatever was going on so far as in that locker room, or uh, whatever was going on with the coach, uh, so far as. Any any personal issues those guys was having, I felt that maybe they should have sat down, discussed it, worked it out, so that way they could have really kept their main guy, kept everybody happy. Because at the end of the day, you got to remember those guys just made the playoffs last year, had the Super Bowl champ Kansas City down in the first quarter. You got to remember that it was blowing those guys out at one moment until you know things got out of hand and Kansas City started really putting that whooping up on them but outside of that you know they were handling it so you can't say that the potential wasn't there or you know a plan the plan wasn't there uh i just think that the plan had to expand so far as finishing the game that was the biggest issue at the point finishing the game 
that was what they needed to really do at the end. Uh, defense really struggled uh, with stopping anything so far as when Kansas City started going, started really rolling. They wasn't able to stop anything. So that was a big issue. Uh, but, you know, outside of that, I just want to say that to to me, in my opinion, it, this this all, all of course based off how I feel about it. You know, of course I'm I'm gonna be throwing uh, facts out there, uh, and everything I'm do is based off facts. But uh, of course, every how I put it together and how I deliver it is is all within my opinion, uh, and that's how I deliver it to you guys. But uh, in my opinion, that was a crazy move. That was a bullheaded move that I, I wouldn't understand today I wouldn't understand that move tomorrow in the next few years I wouldn't understand that move uh, with the trade with David Johnson you got a fourth round pick uh, and I'm not sure what, what, what they'll do with that uh, second round pick 2020 fourth round and 2021 so uh, maybe we'll see what they'll do with that uh, outside of that you know, uh, the next thing we'll be discussing would be the team, which will be the Rams. Uh, and that'll be the team we'll be discussing as a whole. Um, and just to give a quick insight of what I mean so far is what I'll be discussing when I mean the Rams. I'm just uh, going to try to give a quick insight about how everything is looking with the Rams. And when I mean that, I mean, you know, just the whole new look they got going on because, as you know, uh, it is a completely new team. And that is my new my next subject. So we'll go ahead and jump straight into that. Uh, and what I mean by that is, if you know the team we all seen in the Super Bowl that year, that is not the team you will be seeing in the 2020 season so uh of course uh anybody with a football mind since or you know business mind since knew that that run was going to have to be in that moment due to the players and due to the contracts they had so uh if you knew uh anything so far as football contracts uh, just had a a mindful mind for uh you know football then you knew at that time it was going to be hard for those guys to do so but just to speak go ahead and jump into it um i just want to go ahead and say you know uh my opinion so far as what's going on with the rams i would say in these times i believe the rams are getting it together for possibly uh a new look uh I wanted to say that was the case a, long, a while ago when I spoke on them, you know, uh, in that situation so far as the big contracts and the big names and everything they had and everybody they had, uh, you know, I felt that it was win or go big or go home in that moment because, you know, at that time they they had a lot of big names. So they was going to have to make something happen. Uh, and we see in that moment they had the opportunity they did go to the Super Bowl. Uh, only thing is, they ran into Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and those guys uh, at the moment with the best defense. And it was the case of the best, the, the fresh new offensive mind versus the uh, defense. And 
uh, my opinion, you know, because I'm a defensive guy, uh, defense wins championships. And because that defense was stout and that defense was hard-nosed, they only allowed three points to that to the office of genius, which I'll be discussing in a second anyway. But uh, office of genius only scoring three points. But you know, yeah, that, that's 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 my opinion. But you know, in time, in that moment, he was doing his thing. The NFL was calling him, you know, the the genius. The uh, the new offensive guru, the the he was the new happening of the NFL in that moment. Uh, but you know, like all things in the NFL, new things in the NFL, they work when they when they knew. Well, once it once them them defenses catch hold onto it and catch wind, or just a little slight wind of what's going on, oh, it can be over with as fast as it started. But you know, I just wanna. Discuss a little about about some moves the Rams did make this offseason, which seemed more like uh, a cleanse rather than, you know, a, a, a trade period for those guys. Although they did get some big names in that trade period, uh, I'm not going to doubt them, you know. Uh, they did get Robinson from the Lions so uh, to try to help out with that inside since, the, since losing some guys. Uh they did redo a contract with Austin Blythe on the offensive line uh, on one year, $3.9 million deal, uh, $3 million guarantee was in there. I'm pretty much sure that was just uh, something to hold over until the new CBA deal for next year would go a little bit more into effect where that he'll pretty much receive a new pay raise anyway. Uh, they did re-sign Michael Brockers. To that D tackle, uh, uh, funny story. Michael Brock has decided he wanted to uh, go off, and they did allow him to go off and try to find, you know, a new deal. Uh, unfortunately, he couldn't strike a deal with the Ravens, so you know, uh, whatever deal they was getting ready to strike, they I guess they decided to recant that one and go ahead and and release that. So. He had the opportunity to go back to the Rams and work out a deal with the Rams, and they actually uh, set him up for a three-year deal. So, uh, for a thirty-one point five, uh, Floyd, they was actually able to sign for it for a one-year, ten mil deal. Like I mentioned, uh, Robinson from the Lions, they signed, gave him a two-year. So, a lot of big moves they made on the D line to try to strengthen that D line to try to help out. Their, their number one guy on these line. We all know who that is and Aaron Donald. So, you know, try to help Aaron Donald out a little bit more. Try to get a little bit of pressure off him so he can continue to do his thing and be great. Uh, try to get him some more one-on-one opportunities so he can he could make the plays. We all know him one-on-one with somebody wouldn't be too good for anybody. Uh, Andrew Whitworth, who they re-signed to a three-year deal. So, you know, really, they really... Did a lot of, if you ask me, uh, they try to do a lot of what people would call the important basics uh, in football on a football team, which a lot of people nowadays try to ignore, which is your interior lineman and your and your D line and your offensive line. So uh, Rams also last year, who was number one in offensive line uh, production. A lot of people wouldn't know, but, you know, I took the time to look up a lot of stats. So, uh, 
I did find that out that they were the offensive line was number one in offensive line production so far as uh, scores, and which they did have uh, twenty touchdowns. So, you know, they was I, I would say that is productive so far as offensive line, but uh, outside of that line that lineman position, defense and offense, we want to know. What else is being offered? Uh, like I was mentioning a second ago, the Cooks trade, they did trade Cook. So, uh, you know, got rid of that that piece. So, the, uh, the pretty, I think that was more of a move to help out those younger guys, like I mentioned, to uh, really excel in that offense because they were already starting to. You got two thousand, thousand yard receivers out there. So, uh, that's why I was mentioning the fact of continuing to have Cook and continue, I guess, to even have to offer him that money as a number one receiver when you have some guys that's coming off their rookie contracts that were balling out for you on that offense. Uh, and the guys I want to mention, uh, yeah, the 2,000-yard receivers you had was Cooper Cup, who was number nine uh, last year with 1,161 yards. Uh, Robert Woods, who was... At, Tied for number 11, actually in the three-way tie with 1,134 yards. He was in the tie with Tyler Board and Darren Waller, who was also number 11. Uh, and I'm just mentioning some of these, the new faces that the Rams have at receiver and some of the reasons they had made one depart ways with Cook. Uh, you have Gerald Henderson, uh, uh, because they do, they do, Rams do use their running backs a lot coming out the backfield in their pass. So, you know, you got to count some of those guys. You got Josh Reynolds, who had 21 receptions last year. Not too many, uh, not too many, not too many looks. Uh, only 326 yards. Uh, but, you know, uh, a lot of those guys still growing. Uh, but, you know, Cooper Cup has, has became the main receiver so far. So, uh, a lot of, another reason why you wouldn't have wouldn't continue to keep Cook with that with with the new face coming up. But a lot of questions I would guess some people would have for the Rams would be what would be going on at that running back position. Because we've all known for the Rams to have that, that premier back anytime the Rams had a team that they felt was hopeful and was going to be doing something. They had a premier running back. Uh, and last year, it was Todd Gurley. I mean, last year, not last year. Last year, he was, the, he was initially the running back, but we didn't really see much of Todd Gurley the past two, year, the past two years, reasons for him being in Atlanta next year. So, uh, But... Then again, you know, they always had that main back who was the premier person, uh, pretty much that, that guy that carried the team. And I'm guessing, you know, with them paying golf that money, they're looking to go a whole new way in their offense, which would be the same as the league right now. Pretty much everybody's going into this past league. So it's only right that a team that's looking into the future would consider running a team through their quarterback. And, you know, 
who's not a bad quarterback at the moment because, you know, with him and his play caller together, they are doing some pretty good things. Uh, you know, just last year, uh, they were fifth in passing with uh, 46-69. That was as a team. They were fifth in passing. Uh, 11th in touchdowns. Like I mentioned, they did have 20 rushing touchdowns, and that was that was with the production of the offensive line, but they were 11th in the NFL in regular season last year with a total of 46 touchdowns. So, uh, just some, still had some good numbers so far as production-wise for the Rams last year, uh, but just struggle at that main thing that they was always great at. And I wanted to say the main thing, I say that because um, a lot of credit wasn't given to, but a lot of credit is needed, needs to be given to Todd Gurley for carrying, I don't want to say necessarily carrying the whole team. I'm not saying because of him they had that success, but I am mentioning that his success was a big part of their success uh, and being able to run really set up a lot of stuff for them during that season because uh, uh, you had to think about it teams had to prepare to stop Todd Gurley and then they had to actually go out there and stop him so you know preparing to do something and actually doing something is two different things so he had that was a, one of the biggest reasons they had a lot of success but you know Without Todd Gurley, you know, like I was saying, they did have a lot of individual and team success still, minus their biggest thing. Uh, and I say that because you've seen the difference last year, and it was a big difference that you've seen uh, just going with the Rams. They didn't have that threat of, you know, two different options of, on offense. So how are we going to stop the running back, this, this big issue in the backfield, and how are we going to stop? Uh, the the mid game they like to play because you know a lot of their offense consists of attacking the middle of the field, deep middle, short middle. Either way it go, they're really gonna be really attacking the middle of that field. But like I was stating, just still some uh good individual success so far as passing last year, uh due to Sean McVay offense uh and the quarterbacks all uh because golf was number three in 2019 the regular season at 62 percent passing rate with 4,638 passing yards uh, and 22 touchdowns. I was just wanted to say, uh, like I was mentioning, the biggest struggle was the rushing. And I know a lot of times, uh, a lot of teams nowadays don't want to give no credit to that rush game. But that rush game was the biggest difference for those guys, especially in that Super Bowl run. And you see uh, how it looked as the season progressed and but Todd Gurley's game play degressed uh it, the team continued to go but it, each week it seemed like they struggled to score points more and more and then last year it seemed like we barely seen him on the field and as you see they uh missed the chance to make the playoffs so they went from making the playoffs to not even making it and Todd Gurley not really seeing much of the field uh, although they had this all that success in the past, they were 26th in rushing last year. So, you know that that says a lot with only 1,499 rushing yards. 
and they and they didn't make the playoffs. So you know that really tells you a lot about so far as how much that run really meant to that offense. Uh, you know they did also make a lot of other moves this year. So you know uh, outside of that offense, but I just wanted to give a quick glimpse of you know just some quick pointers of that team. Uh, like I say, I will be discussing more teams more thoroughly so far as the draft comes and stuff like that maybe the Rams decide, will decide if that you know when the draft comes they want to make some picks uh, probably make some moves uh, if you ask me it could be the smartest thing they did so far as you know reestablish the line and go through the draft and probably try to get some skill positions because we know uh, skill positions are a dime a dozen when you come through the draft but uh, you know, sometimes the interior positions are the are the hardest thing to find. So maybe they, so maybe they, really, you know, took the page out of some smarter guys' books so far as this off season uh, and the moves they made so far as being precautious, which I would just I would consider they were being pretty precautious. Uh, but you never know. Uh, we'll have to see how it all looks. The more the more as as everything progresses, so closer to the season. Uh, and also, I, like I was just mentioned, I will be discussing a little bit more of each team when it comes a little bit closer, especially after the draft time, uh, which is still scheduled for the same time, you know, uh, at the end of this month, 23rd through the 25th, NFL say ain't nothing stopping for them. Uh, and anybody that's announcing sports like myself or anyone else out there announcing sports, that is a good thing for us because it still gives us some hope, especially dealing with this crisis right now and sports being dead pretty much during this crisis. Uh, but outside of that, you know, we're done with the sports statement. We're going to go ahead and move on to the health wellness part. Uh, but so far as sports, I will be discussing a little bit more later on this week in my next episode, a little bit more about the free agency so far as just some updates of people still out here that's available. Uh, maybe a little bit more team information, discussing more teams so far as what they've done so far in the free agency and uh, what they some moves they may consider as the free agency period continues to end. Uh, maybe a little bit more on the NBA so far as uh you know, got a lot of things going on in the NBA within the NBA. So outside of, you know, the COVID-19 that's going on. So we'll try to discuss a little bit more. But on to the health wellness. Uh, and once again, like I always start the health wellness, I want to mention, you know, I talk about the uh, corona, COVID-19, whatever they call it nowadays. I, I like to discuss it off the fact uh not trying to spread any fear, but just to help people get an understanding of it. And so that way they know not to be afraid. And it's something that we're all going through. We all got to deal with uh, so far as to staying in the house. Uh, so folks that are essential workers having to still go out and possibly, you know, contract it. But, you know, if, if you continue to stay safe and continue to do the things that they say, you know, like I said, the best advice I ever received on this situation was to treat the situation like as if you already had it. So, and by saying that, this meaning just continue to protect yourself so far as washing your hands, continue to uh, do what you need to do. Uh, if you're somebody that goes out a lot, continue to make sure you're washing your hands frequently and consistently. Uh, I, like I say, I see people wearing the mask all the time. It's not something I prefer to do, but 
you know uh if some if you feel that's what you need to do to protect yourself i don't blame you do what's necessary to protect yourself uh let's just not be too strong over on it like i mentioned in my last segment so far as the mental health part of it let's make sure we're not exhausting ourselves so far as just keeping our eyes on the big news media uh because a lot of times their job is to keep your eyes on it and keep your eyes on the screen so it seems like the scariest person is going to get all the screen time so you got to make sure you're being careful with that but the biggest thing we want to mention tonight in our health wellness segment is continue to make sure you continue to take care of your bodies while you're at your homes. Uh, I know a lot of us is locked away. Some of us, some gym brats, like love getting in that gym, love lifting weights. But everybody doesn't have those weights at home. So, you know, and a lot of times people struggle on what's a good time to work out. So tonight we're going to be discussing that, you know, a good workout time, especially being stuck in your house. Uh, and like I was saying, right now is the best time to start any routine that you would like to start. So a uh, good routine for a good time to work out right now is uh, 30 minutes. So that's what we're going to be discussing right now. We're preaching 30 minutes is a good workout time. Uh, you know, it's a good time for anybody, especially if you have a lot going on. If you're somebody who's trying to do a lot during this time of being stuck in the house, even if somebody who's not stuck in the house and has still a lot to do so far as their job and uh, their daily life uh, or things they do on a daily basis. 30 minutes is still a good time. You get a good time to place in there. Not too long. Uh, really, really something really efficient so far as helping with your time. Uh, and it can also be a great workout depending on what you decide to do. So, you know, you can decide to spend five minutes warming up uh, 20 minutes on the actual workouts so far as uh several different workouts or if you want to do it time based you can split it up uh 30 minutes 10 minutes 10 minutes and 10 minutes to whatever you want to do if you want to do cardio if you want to do uh weight weight lifting uh for people that don't really have any weights at the home maybe just some push-ups some squats on your own some lunges lunges are good with the legs uh uh, like I was just saying, some dips, you can get a chill, do some dips. I'm just throwing out some, some ideas, you know, cardio. If you want to do uh, one minute of jumping jacks, if you got a jump rope available, do maybe one minute of some jump ropes, uh, take a one-minute break. You can do stuff like that. You know, anything within that 30 minutes could be good enough. So, you know, I'll just, and that's not really a long time. So, you know, you have opportunity to do a lot so far as that. Uh also, within that, you want to make sure you guys are drinking a lot of water uh, in this time. And not only drinking water, but making sure you guys are taking care of your body so far as what you're putting in your bodies. I know this is a time where everybody's just stuck in the house, can't really do much. So a lot of people want to just chill around, eat junk food. Junk food can consist of a lot of things. could be something high in sugar, high in fat. Uh, these restaurants don't figure out a way. To keep y'all coming there so you know you, you need to figure out a way to keep yourself healthy uh they made sure that hey if we're gonna serve food with to serve it this way or that way you know they've always making a plan to keep their money flowing to keep you guys uh buying what they're selling so i would suggest you know this is a perfect time if you don't know how to cook learn how to cook uh i always my biggest thing has always been for people to be uh, self-sufficient. Uh, and if you don't know what that means, that means 
uh, learning to do things for yourself, and that's anything for yourself, cooking, cleaning. Uh, it's a wide variety what can go into that. So uh, if you don't know how to cook, maybe taking some lessons on cooking at this moment, learning how to cook while you're stuck in the house. There's a lot of things you can learn at this moment. So take the time to learn these things, you know, and, and not only uh, create schedules and learn new things, but, you know, take this moment to enjoy yourself. You get to be with your loved ones, your families at this time. You know, all of us complain so much about how much we have to work and this and that, but we actually get the legal opportunity to do so. So, you know, I would say take full advantage of it because, you know, also this crisis will have a lot of people scared so you know just take this moment to think about things love yourself love your life um and like always i want to thank all of those who are out there listening and supporting this no competition no competitors movement we're trying to bring some big things to the world reach everyone we can with the health and wellness segment uh the world has already woken up to better eating habits we're just here to keep it inexpensive and keep you consistent like always i say you can find any information on the covid19 crisis on cdc.gov that's cdc.gov that's the official site uh for the cdc and like i'll say you want to find the correct information on it and accurate information on it all and they do updates almost every day on what's going on so if you don't want to be wowed by the the media and every new thing that they say going on like they're, they're sometimes like i say they spread in fear so you never know what they're going to say the next day so make sure you're getting your information from the source the direct source the correct source and that's cdc.gov. Also, for any sports information I find, you can find at ESPN.com, PFF.com, uh, NFL.com, uh, Yahoo Sports.com, uh, CBS Sports. I, 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 be, I look a lot of places. I get all my information from a lot of places because I like to make sure that is, it is accurate. Uh, but outside of that, I just want to thank everybody listening. And just remember, you can find any subjects I discuss on my web page so far as the same page you find the podcast. If you ever want to comment on it, you can find the comment section down there. Also, discussion section, I mean. Uh, but any shows you want to find, you find them at nocomp.podomatic.com. Again, that's nocomp.podomatic.com uh, for any social media. Uh, it is no comp tenant for Facebook or no comp. Uh, just no comp for uh, Instagram or any, or any other social media platforms that you want to perhaps find us on because I have the same information. I try to make sure I post it on each social media site that I have for no competition so that way you guys can always have the information. Uh, but outside of that, I want to thank you again for listening and continue to tell somebody to tell somebody so they can tell somebody and tell somebody so we can try to make this no comp podcast the number one podcast on Podomatic. Let's go.